Well, I was ready to get those laid out, those non-negotiables, um, for a lot of reasons. And there's people that hear me teach on a regular basis and, and you listen to some repetition and I'm glad because it's getting programmed in. We are deprogramming you from the world and programming you for the kingdom, for the kingdom now, not later, now. For those of you that are new, go through those non-negotiables until you're programmed, deprogrammed from the world, reprogrammed for the kingdom now. Some of these people have listened to these through 50 times and it was on purpose because people are stubborn and people are stupid and people are a broken creation. And he told us all this stuff, but we have his presence and we have his word and we have each other and we can turn this thing around. The Christian journey is the single greatest journey on this planet. Hands down, nothing close. Why does that sound like something surprising to people? Because Christians haven't made it look that way. Christians have been spending their time arguing with each other, judging each other, being petty with each other, putting masks on when they're around each other. No abundance, no fulfillment. No power, no love, no sound mind, stupidity, pettiness, disgustingness, but not anymore. Not if you're listening to this, because if you're listening to this, you're going to hear that get beat up all the time. You're going to hear that get made fun of all the time, because that is not what Jesus came here and died for our sins for us to be. We are done. The few that are listening to this and are making a dedication and making a promise to yourself that we are going to change what a Christian means. We are going to change what a disciple means. And it's going to be a super human disciple or nothing here. So thank you for listening to the non-negotiables. And from now, we turn it up as we get into some subjects that get controversial. As we get into some subjects that are needed for this to be the journey, the single greatest journey on the planet, hands down, no competition, no vacation, no place to go see, no anything compares to this. But it takes listening. It takes being serious about this. It takes not being reborn and then sitting around waiting to go to heaven, suffering through this existence. Sure, that's what we do. But he said to consider it pure joy when we were doing that. (laughs) So even in your sufferings, we're supposed to be in pure joy. What are y'all doing? Even in our sufferings, it's pure joy. So can you imagine what joy is like? But no, we're spending too much time around arguing with each other about some of these things instead of using it as a treasure map, getting together as a group and saying, how are we going to close the gap between us and Jesus? 
How are we going to close the gap on some of these apostles who left us the breadcrumbs, who wrote this amazing book inspired by his Holy Spirit so that we could read it, so that we could gain some wisdom and some knowledge and some understanding here? You go look how many times the combination of, of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding are in the Bible. Why don't you just look those up and have fun understanding that wisdom means we understand. He gives us more knowledge that we can understand. And then this is the single most exciting journey ever. We have the creator of the universe as our father in heaven. We have his son, Jesus Christ, the superhuman genius, all the stuff that came and lived a perfect life and died for our sins so that we have the opportunity to live forever. We have his Holy Spirit within us, guiding us through this broken existence to real abundance and real fulfillment and real joy and real power and real love and a real sound mind and all the gifts that he promises us. And you've got rich people climbing a mountain that never ends, never fulfilled, never truly feeling their success, always looking for the next wine cellar they can build or car they can drive or house they can buy. And then eventually, I guess, go to Mars or something. No fulfillment, no abundance on that road, on that journey. But I guess they have some fun journeys when they go on vacation. But that's going to all end someday, yeah? They're going to be what? Dirt in the ground, they hope? No, the Christian journey is a phenomenal one that it's time for us to make look that way by embodying what a Christian should and not acting like we are what a Christian is. Checking ourselves on the tablet. How are we doing? Uh, Probably terrible if that's what you're doing. But if you're looking to him as the great command and you are getting to know him and getting to love him, then this is starting to get exciting for you. And if you're not doing that, do that. <laughs> that's the point. If you're listening to this, that's what we, you start with. You start in heavy, powerful prayer. Getting to know him and praying and asking him for wisdom and saying, listen, I don't know. All I know is this busted existence and this busted person that I built to live in this busted thing. And what I'm asking you, Father, is to show me how to tear my humanness up from the root and become what you want me to be so that I can live this life to the fullest for you. Everything else is garbage. And that's the truth. I think people read that and listen to that and think, how could it be all garbage? And then Paul goes and just suffers through the rest of his existence till he has his head chopped off, imprisoned and beat and head chopped off and shipwrecked and beat and head chopped off. Okay, like how could he say that? was the abundant life and everything else was garbage. When he was born into a wealthy family, highly educated, Saul of Tarsus, which is similar to Leonidas of Sparta, changed on the Damascus road to Paul, which means small, and lived the most abundant life, wrote half the New Testament, and we look at him like a superhuman disciple that he is. Because everything else was garbage. Because this time here is a blink, and that time there is eternity. In amazement. 
but we are guaranteed that as his children. So if you know that, you ought to be excited now. Guess what? You won. I won. I just know it. You just say it. You can know it. And, and, and that's the beauty is even the default dumb Christian thing where it's, I didn't do anything works here because you didn't. Jesus did it. And that's the reason why you get to go and do it. Jesus died for our sins. You get to go do the work and be rewarded in heaven for it by treasures in heaven that will never go anywhere because of Jesus. So you're right. But now it is time to get to work and not sit around. You ever seen National Treasure? You see the end where it's just on and on and on all the treasure. You can lay that up in heaven instead of here. If you can figure out how to not think about that because you're just staying on the narrow path, excited in his presence, excited in his word and doing his work, excited with zeal, boldly and without hindrance and be laying up treasure in heaven, doing what you want to do when you reform yourself into the Christian you're supposed to be, the disciple you're supposed to be, a superhuman disciple. I'm, I'm sick and tired of watching communities, church communities, weak, fake, petty, judgmental, stiff-arming everybody out of the church. I'd rather talk to agnostics and atheists than lukewarm Christians any day of the week. Lukewarm gets spewed out of his mouth, if you remember, or if you've never heard, or if you want to know for the first time. It's on fire or be cold. And if you know him, you're going to be on fire. But you're going to have to get to know him. You're going to have to love him with your heart, your soul, and your mind. You're going to have to soak in some wisdom, change it from the book to the word. Meekness, not weakness, strength and power under control of the Father in heaven, and then it's game time. And then it is the most miraculous journey ever, even in the suffering, with suffering guaranteed. But what an example you'll be, exuding what a Christian should, not saying what it should be, no. So if you're still tuned in, good for you. You're going to hear some new stuff too. But if you're making this journey look weak to other people, then you don't know what you're doing and you need to find someone and learn. And there's not a lot of people out there. There's a lot of C student teachers who can only get you a C. Most likely you're failing the test. They're out here looking for money and not following him. They're looking for money and not creating disciples. It's the majority. Okay, narrow is the path and few find it. So to say that most churches are doing things that are not right is 100% correct by the math of narrow is the path and few find it. So that's what I'm saying. It's time to get on fire and nothing else. We are in it. The spiritual war is obvious in our physical world now as the toilet flushes on it. When you look around, you see that and you know that. But that's okay because we're living out biblical prophecy. We're, we're living out what he said we would. And so I would say it's time to gear up. Maybe go to Ephesians and study the armor of the Lord. We'll do that in here. It's time to put the armor on. It's time to fall to our face in prayer so that God will do the work in the war for us. Because I can promise you, you'd rather him do it. 
So let's pray together as the body of Christ that he does because he is and always will. Let's get excited. Let's consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds because he's making us mature and complete, not lacking anything. And when you're upset, you know what you lack. When you're mad, you know. When you're sad, you know anything. And, and sometimes it's just grief of loved ones, and you should feel that anyways. Why you want to numb that? We never know. We love people. Hope, hope faith, and love, the greatest of these is love. Some of y'all are going to be sad, and it's okay, because we're going to see them in a minute, and we're going to see them in a better place, and that's the truth. That's not just a hope. That's the truth, the capital T truth. That is our future. Whew. Tell you what, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to do his work. It's like I love to do it, and then somehow that ends up laying up treasure in heaven. That's the truth, though. It wasn't always used to. I was on Success Mountain. I was chasing the money. I was doing this and that. There was no real fulfillment. But here, I love doing this work, and it just so happens to lay up treasure in heaven, people. (laughs) right? I'm just doing what I want to do. I'd be doing it anyways. Even if there wasn't treasure being laid up in heaven, I would do this because I love to watch people grow. I love to watch people transform. I love to watch people dump backpacks of trash into the ocean. They've been carrying around for years while they've been going to bogus counseling and therapy sessions. His word is the cure. It happens all the time. It's a hundred percent effective period. When utilized correctly, the sword of the spirit is a thousand, a million percent effective. But those are the things you get to look forward to on this Christian journey. But you have to be willing to tear up the humanness. You have to be willing to submit to him. Yes, you have to be willing to repent of an old person that you were. Okay, and the the old is gone and the new is here. And then start learning how to live in this new. Too many people like are either reborn or they're wondering if they're reborn or they are. We don't know, right? And sitting around, going to church once a week, listening to get motivated and going out into the world and getting consumed by humanist desires that are getting them off the narrow path. (laughs) And you're going once a week checking a box because you don't know him, (laughs) right? Because if you knew him and you loved him, you'd be every single day pouring in. And not because you're supposed to, because you would want to. This is the most exciting thing there is. And how wouldn't it be? The creator of the universe puts us on this narrow path that few find. That is exciting and worth celebrating. So let's celebrate together. That's what this is about too. It's always a celebration. We won. And we won because of what Jesus did for us. So we can actually stand up and say we won excited, touchdown dance, whatever it is you want to do, you won. If you are one of his, then if you're one of his, you know it. And why you've had your head down all this time, we're never going to know, but grab that and get that chin up because it's game time around here. It's game time, especially in this United States of America. (laughs) As we see through the garbage now, and now we know what we're fighting, but that's exciting too. So just be excited on the most exciting journey that there is with me and fall to your knees and fall to your face and thank our God in heaven that he created us, that he created us for an amazing purpose, 
that we participate in this glory, that it's all to glorify him. And as a body of Christ, we get to participate in that and see it really at work when it's when he's really at work. Put our arms around each other and get excited like a huddle and say, let's go. And let's just keep on grinding and climbing this mountain. There's new levels all the time. There's infinite levels between us and Jesus. There's a ton of levels between us and the apostles. But he said we'd do greater things. And I'm just looking at my watch, tick, 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 waiting for when that time's going to come. And it's not going to be alone. Together we can do it. He's with us and that's why. Surely he's with us to the end of the age. Because he said he would be. So he is and that's empowering, and that's exciting, and that's motivating, and it's game time. Let's go, superhuman disciples.